Gators, and welcome back to another episode of the Alligator Podcast, where we talk about all things at the University of Florida, Gainesville, and beyond. I'm your host, Jake Reyes, and here's your weekly roundup. Beginning with Metro News, the Matheson Museum reopened, featuring a showcase of old newspaper articles, portraits and personal drawings, pictures, and notes highlighting the lives and accomplishments of 11 Alachua County female trailblazers. The exhibit, located inside the museum at 513th East University Avenue, was set to open last March, but the COVID-19 pandemic delayed the unveiling. Now, after a year-long shutdown, the downtown museum reopened Friday at 1 p.m. The exhibit, titled Trailblazers, 150 Years of Alachua County Women, celebrates women who impacted the county during their lifetimes. Mackenzie Pizzio, a 22-year-old UF History and Women's Studies senior, assembled the collection after she interned at the museum last year. She drew inspiration from women who lived in Alachua County before her. Pizzio said, I wanted to make sure that the exhibit reflected the lived experiences of women. Now for a quick update on COVID-19. UF cases are constant at a 1% positivity rate as vaccines open to affiliates on campus. A campus-wide email sent Tuesday afternoon announced a vaccine registration open to UF affiliates through 1.UF. Students, faculty, and staff are able to pre-register for appointments that start April 5th at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. This is concurrent with Governor Ron DeSantis' eligibility requirements for Florida opening to ages 18 and up. For more, follow our health reporter on Twitter at Ray Manny. In our sports highlight of the week, we're talking Gators baseball. Florida left fielder Jacob Young leads Gators past Rebels in the home series opener. Number 15 Florida bounced back Thursday night with a 4-1 win over number 3 Ole Miss. Why did I say bounce back? Because Florida had a horrible weekend last week after getting swept by South Carolina on the road. Up 2-1 in the bottom of the 8th with a runner aboard, Young hacked at the first pitch from Ole Miss right-hander Josh Mallets. Young drove a breaking ball in the right center gap that turned into an RBI triple and extended the Gators' lead to 3-1. Also, junior right-hander Marco Ailman made his first career start for Florida and threw four innings without surrendering an earned run. Prior to Thursday, Ailman hadn't lasted more than three frames in any contest this season. I was at the game, actually, and it was very fun. But it was also very cold, and I was wearing shorts. I'm just glad we got the W. And hopefully another one, as the Gators will play Ole Miss again Friday at home. The game will start at 6.30 East and will air on the SEC Network. Moving on to the avenue, the Repurpose Project launched a fundraiser to expand reuse efforts in Gainesville. 60 days, $200,000. That's the goal the team at the Repurpose Project set to support the local thrift shop's expansion plans. The shop launched a fundraiser on March 18th and hopes to raise $200,000 by May 16th to open a second Gainesville location. Since 2012, the Repurpose Project, located at 920 Northeast 23rd Avenue, has been home to salvage materials ranging from old canoes, furniture items and bus seats, to vinyl records and art supplies. Co-founder and executive director Sarah Goff described the Repurpose Project as somewhat of a thrift store, though focusing on material that traditional thrift stores don't accept. Goff hails from the Marshall Islands, a background which she said helped launch her passion for combating the climate crisis. The expansion fundraiser is not the only goal that the Repurpose Project has in action. Goff said she hopes to continue to work and advocate for large-scale improvements to the reuse system to better address the overwhelming amounts of consumption in society and to help draw a connection between consumption and its negative environmental effects. She said if we take too much, the systems are out of whack, and we're already seeing the consequences. She also said, so we need to make the changes now. In Alligator Opinions, 
UF President Kent Fox writes, Solving a UF Mystery, Celebrating the Women of UF. He writes, One of my favorite furnishings in the Dasberg House, the President's House on Campus, is a collection of framed historic UF photos, including this photo of nine young women posing with the hand-lettered basketball U of F03. If you want to view the photo, check out the article on the Alligators website. Fox said, I love the women's historic clothing and their expressions, especially the smile of the woman kneeling on the far right. But the photo has always mystified me. He said UF opened its doors in Gainesville in 1906, three years after the photo was taken, and we did not become a co-educational university until 1947. In the article, Fox talks about some of the histories of UF, explaining how the photo was possible. He also talks about the timeline of when we got the women's basketball team and learned that the woman kneeling on the far right of the photo is named Ida Morgan, who was a basketball player for UF. Fox also honors these accomplishments. He said, as we mark Women's History Month, I particularly want to celebrate those women who worked at UF for many years and made a profound impact. He said, we recently learned of two such women who will be departing UF. Vice President for Enrollment Management, Zena Evans, and head soccer coach, Becky Burley. He concludes with, as we celebrate the enduring contributions of Dr. Evans and Coach Burley and others like them, this month, we also celebrate UF's very earliest women like Ida Morgan. Last but not least, our campus news. In this week's Feature Friday, graduate students worry about UF's plans to demolish 40% of graduate housing. Alligator student government reporter Carolina Ilvento joins me now to break it down. Carolina, take it away. Thank you, Jake. So this all started two years ago when the university announced its new campus housing plan. Graduate students were barely included in the plan besides for the demolition of two out of the five existing graduate and family housing complexes, McGuire Village and University Village South. This quickly became a major concern to students who worried about finding affordable housing off campus. International students and those coming in with families were particularly worried because they heavily rely on the security and accessibility provided by the built-in community in graduate housing. Emily Fahey and her husband live at McGuire Village. They value the community and welcoming environment in graduate housing where they raised their two daughters, Penelope and Hermione. She said, if they remove graduate housing, they're going to make UF less attractive to families like mine who want to be able to have a family life while they pursue a higher education. Like many other students, she and her husband are worried about being able to find housing availability on campus once these buildings are demolished. If they can't, they're concerned about being able to afford a secure place off campus that is compatible with both their family life and budget. Interesting. So how did you report this story? So my reporting started when student government Senator Monica Lee expressed her concerns regarding graduate housing through a resolution submitted to Senate. I then reached out to her to get a better feel of what was going on, she got me in contact with the representative of Graduate Assistance United, Amanda Pritzloff, who gave me a better insight of the overall reality within the graduate community. Pritzloff was also able to provide me contacts of the Graduate Student Association president and a few graduate students who were particularly concerned about the plan. I first talked to Fahi, who told me how valuable graduate housing is to student families. And to further my reporting, I then got in touch with Jacqueline Schneider, who is an international student from Germany pursuing a PhD in English at UF. Schneider provided an additional perspective of different communities affected and enriched the story. All right, Carolina, thank you so much for joining me and giving us the latest on graduate students' concerns. There's a lot more news that happened this week, so if you want to learn about more, visit the Alligators website or pick up a paper from one of our newspaper boxes. Otherwise, that's all the news I have for this week, and remember to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things at the University of Florida, Gainesville, and beyond. 
I've been Jake Reyes with the Alligator Podcast, where we inform and you decide. Jake out.